welcome to another episode of So You Think That Was Good, Do You? A podcast where we take a look back at the films from your childhood and question the absurdity of their universes. My name's Evan, and as always, I'm joined by two boys struggling to free themselves from their infant skin. That's a terrible snake reference, and they are Sam and Carl. How are you doing, boys? Oh, better now, mate. I'm a little hungover, a little tired, but... I've cheered up now. After hearing you power through that intro, despite me blowing my mic out by <laughs> coughing. Oh, I oh, blow yeah. my mic out. <laughs> For sure. Turn me down, Cole. Uh, what are you hungover? What have you been up to without us? Oh, just had people round. The classic... Uh, I, I, made up a, I made up a dice drinking game. Well, well, uh, other friends? And uh, Let's yeah, stop this right now. It went down well. I'm not going to explain the rules. It'll, re- it'll remain a mystery. A podcast mystery. My dice drinking game. Oh, you haven't answered. How are you doing? I need to know before we can continue. Please tell me now. I am wonderful, baby bird. How are you? Oh, I'm great, thank you. Regurgitate your wormy meal into my own throat. (laughs) (laughs) Shall I hit you with a quick plot or not? You may as well. Yeah, go for it. Yes, please do, Daddy. Filmmaky, Terry. Filmmaky? (laughs) Filmmaky? It's my fault for trying to read the second word as well. This as is how you can word. tell you're a professional podcast makey. <laughs> Lord. Filmmaker Terry Flores is travelling deep in the Amazon jungle, looking for, looking for a forgotten tribe. I've lost all my confidence. Terry and her crew, which includes an anthropologist and a cameraman, comes across Paul, who is stranded on the riverbank. He offers to help them find the tribe, but his secretive behaviour puts everyone on edge. They realise too late that he's using them to find a legendary anaconda that's worth a fortune, if they can catch it. And then he sits back and looks to us <laughs> for comments. <laughs> I mean, yes, that was the film, Evan. Pretty accurate yeah, that's the movie we watched, yeah. Thank it's... you, Evan. God, they're always I mean, a struggle. It did take them a long time to figure out the malicious intentions of... I've forgotten his name, but... Uh, uh, pa- Paul. <laughs> Paul something. Paul Sarone of Mr. Sarone or Saron. Yes. But, uh, I mean, I don't know why they're ignoring all of those sort of suspicious camera cuts and spooky violin noises every time <laughs> Every time he looked at the camera. Oh, he, he hisses between every sentence. <laughs> <laughs> the most obviously evil guy ever. Oh, well, I'm sure we'll get around to that. So let's get around to it. Cole, do you want to kick us off with that bloody first plot point we're all looking forward to? Oh, I do. Well, we start with an opening crawl leading straight into this film that ends with one of my favourite parts of the film, because I think it showed me how stupid I am. It says that, alone among snakes, anacondas are unique. After eating their prey, they regurgitate in order to kill and eat again. And I mean, we get an example of this later in the movie, but at the time, I did think it meant that it would kill its prey, eat it, and then throw it up, and then somehow kill it again. (laughs) (laughs) I I sat there going, "Uh, uh, okay. There's a there's a tiny little medic inside the anaconda that (laughs) you know kills you, heals you up, and it vomits you back up. I'm that same amount of done because I um, because I thought that too. And I googled it, and a lot of other people thought that too, because everyone else was like, no, no, they don't. They regurgitate when there's trauma, a virus, bacteria, or parasites. They don't baby bird their food to 
to themselves for kicks. Okay, so there's two things. Yes, you're right, they don't do that. But I think the, what people were confused about on the internet is do the animals really, do, do anacondas really eat prey, throw it up to get rid of all of the food, and then go hunt something else somewhere else? Yes. What you two understood <laughs> is a special kind of stupid. <laughs> I'll explain that for anyone who doesn't know how stupid we are. We thought that the snake threw up the human in order to eat the human again. Specifically, <laughs> to kill the human again. Yeah, to bring them back to life and then kill and eat them again. I, I sat there writing down very very smugly as well. I was very smug about that point. Yeah, oh, they can bring them back to life, do they? <laughs> Anaconda uses healing aura. <laughs> oh, oh god. god, I was we... smug until this moment. I thought I had such a good point. Did my research and everything. And by research I mean I read <laughs> someone's Reddit comment. Can anacondas bring people back to life? <laughs> I googled it. Done my research. Oh god, there's no cure for this disease. You're gonna have to either give up or go get eaten by an anaconda. <laughs> <laughs> Although, run away afterwards because it will try and kill you again. <laughs> oh. Now we've lost all credibility. Should we judge this movie? Yeah, let's. Yeah, please. we can finish that. <laughs> oh, quick side note the opening credits end at 2 minutes 50. There are still opening credits in 1997? <laughs> These are a different type. We were talking. Oh, wait, the opening credits is in the. Um... Yes. The not actual, the opening crawl. Not the crawl. Yes, the credits continue way past the crawl. Two okay. minutes fifty is when they end. Okay. Way after Danny Trejo who is introduced and then unintroduced. So we know that at some point opening credits stopped happening, but we're thinking maybe they got shorter and shorter and shorter until yes, until someone just like, why do we have these at all? Well, or maybe they're still in films, but they put them all on the first frame, <laughs> 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 and no one can ever catch them. <laughs> Too nice. busy feeling smug about the opening crawl to read them. <laughs> Shall we uh, progress to the uh, our protagonist joining the film, Danny Trejo? <laughs> we shall. So yeah, we start with our hero, Danny Trejo, as he's in a big cabin in the middle of the jungle. He's trying to get contact on the radio. He seems frightened. His pet birds are frightened. His pet lizards are frightened. <laughs> <laughs> and then... His floorboards are frightened as they all get <laughs> <laughs> bursting through. There are nails flying everywhere. He runs upstairs. His stairs get frightened as he shoots them for some reason. <laughs> then climbs an air that climbs an aerial mast. He doesn't know what to do because he's very frightened, so he puts a gun to his head. And, and he's frightened no frightened. more as his head is now frightened to death. With a bullet and now, yeah. <laughs> Loved it. That was good. But yeah. luckily, <laughs> Redemption turns out there's an anaconda after him. So he's going to get healed back up to full HP. <laughs> For a few seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Just quickly, uh, Danny Preo, continue. <laughs> he's, he's credited as, I think, Poacher, which yes, I didn't, I didn't is, pick yeah. up on that during the movie. It took IMDb to teach me that, but... He was apparently... So, pet birds and pet lizards is maybe a bit oh, generous. you must feel stupid. <laughs> Prisoners. But you're feeling really stupid right now, aren't oh, you, Sam? Didn't realise he was a poacher. Oh. <laughs> Switch on. 
Okay, we're all embarrassed as opposed to frightened. We're all uh, equally embarrassed now and we can no longer mock each other. <laughs> <laughs> we're all equally as stupid as each other. Mm-hmm. I was wondering why they bother to get Danny Trejo in to do 20 seconds of scene work just to die immediately. But I reckon he was actually meant to be the protagonist of this film, but he had to... He had a chance to read the script and then improvise shooting himself and they had to go with it because he refused to do any other scenes. Because you would. As this movie continues, you understand maybe he didn't want to be in this. He's quite that's, famous at this point. That's why he looked dead down the lens of the camera before he did it. <laughs> to us. make a point. Yeah. I'm sorry, everyone. Sorry about these 20 seconds. But how much better would this movie have been if Danny, Tre- Danny Trejo had been the protagonist, not as himself or another character? Everything else about the, the movie remains the same. The romance isn't everything, but it's just him. I'd watch that. In every role, he plays everyone. Because <laughs> I love no, that. I was thinking he just took over J-Lo's role, but I'd, oh, I'd right, watch yeah. that version as well. <laughs> well, J-Lo didn't do much. Well, why am I batting around? Yeah, she barely does anything this entire movie. Maybe if he was... God, nobody does anything, do they? I'm trying to think of someone <laughs> who does something other than... John Voight. He um, does most things, yeah. If Danny Trail was also in this and also did something, yes, it would have been a good movie. <laughs> maybe maybe he plays every character except for John Voight. Or Saran. <laughs> and then collectively, he's kind of doing something. <laughs> That's one role between them. But I don't want it to be like cutting between him each time. I want him to be like running across the scene like it's a one-man show <laughs> on stage. He's wearing half dress, half suit, and he spins round. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to go through the plot and just replace J-Lo with Danny Trejo for the rest of this, if you want. Let's do it. I barely mention her, so that's not going to yeah, shake okay, up my notes too much. So we, we cut now to Danny Trejo in his nightdress. He's studying the jungle people. That's <laughs> <laughs> up the Amazon. Oh, this is going to be a good when his <laughs> When his love interest shows up. And we discover that they're going into the Amazon to see or document a previously undocumented tribe known as the... The Danny Trejo tribe. Oh, the, the Shurishama tribe. The Shurishama. The Shurishama. Shurishama tribe. Yeah. <laughs> that's, how, that's how Sean Connery pronounces it. <laughs> Everyone else says Shurishama. And they're heading out there on a big barge. And as we're heading off, we get introduced to... Alan Parrish's dad from Jumanji, who keeps appearing in every fucking movie we watch, weirdly. I don't remember him being in any of them. <laughs> this is the third movie Jonathan Hyde has been in that we've reviewed. There's Jumanji, The Mummy, and now Anaconda. And Mr. Hyde is in LXG, so that counts. That uh, true, counts. yes, so far. <laughs> My uh, the thing I picked up on this scene was near the start when the, the professor, the doctor, whoever he is, uh, walks into Danny Trejo's room. He's everything that he says in his nightdress is said in a yeah. Everything he says is said in a really kind of seedy, sort of provocative kind of way. But everything he's saying is perfectly reasonable and just normal, like it's fine. But everything has this air of kind of just seediness to it. Yeah, I, I, when that happened, I was just sat there just thinking, well, he's a bit, he's a bit weird, a bit off, isn't he? A bit rapey. Yeah. And then suddenly he's the love interest going forward. Just that wouldn't mm. shock oh, it's me. It's okay. He it. he's not in the rest of the movie. Oh yeah, so yeah. we can forget about him. 
He's napping through the rest of it. They obviously realised his and Danny Trejo's chemistry wasn't good enough. <laughs> they mm. realised two days into shooting that they were over budget, so they needed to stop <laughs> paying someone immediately. So another point about this 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 crew that we are in. We're introduced to everyone, I think, at the start. Uh, yes. So yeah, we get Hyde and Danny Trejo and uh, a doctor guy. Then we see Owen Wilson and other girl. And... All of them together. Female actress number two. Female actress number two. All of them together have the sort of the attitude and the chemistry of like a group of uni students trying to order a takeaway. They don't seem equipped at all to be organising a full scale <laughs> venture into the Amazon. No. They're Let's not forget idiots. Ice Cube is in this. Oh, oh and Ice Cube. No. Yes. How does I forget I feel Ice like <laughs> this is the fault of the cast that sort of mishmashed together. You got Jennifer Lopez, uh, Danny Trejo, uh, for the everyone else listening. Uh, you got Ice Cube, Owen Wilson, who has just such a minor role in this until about three quarters of the way through, where he has an important role, and then immediately that goes away again. And then also Jonathan Hyde and whoever that other girl is, no idea. Yeah, not Danny Trejo. That's all. I really know. weird cast. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting cast. Interesting chemistry. Interest. Insane. A very nineties cast. Might as well get fucking Nelly on this. <laughs> May as well have had J-Lo in this. Yeah. J-Lo's been in the news again, hasn't she? Married to Ben Affleck? Again? Oh, should we talk about that, boys? I didn't know about that. Uh, that that's oh. about all I know about that. Yep, me too. Carry on. <laughs> Cut that. What about Danny Trejo? Has he married Ben Affleck recently? Well, he's playing the role of Jennifer Lopez. In the it, wedding? Yes. He's oh, still... Okay, cool. he, yeah, he's still method acting it. <laughs> Sorry, we're heading out into the jungle and they get caught in a great big storm and they come across they come across a, sh- a boat boat wrecked? Is that a thing? A shipwrecked is boat wrecked a word? I mean it can be. A, it is now. Across a, a boat wrecked, wrecked. And it's got Paul Sarone, played by John Voigt, on it. And they rescue him and he's they get him on board and we discover that he is the priest turned snake man of the Amazon jungle. And <laughs> he started off a priest. Then Do we want to, to discuss jungle. this performance, boys? I want to discuss everything I, about this. I want to really jump in first with the accent. <laughs> How adjacent to Tommy Wiseau is this accent? <laughs> it is I've got the it same. <laughs> I, I've got it down as a cross between Marlon Brando's Godfather. Tommy Wiseau and Speedy Gonzalez all <laughs> in one. Yes, yeah. because I really thought it was supposed to be a Spanish accent at first. And I was like, no, that can't be Spanish. John Voigt, that sounds German or something. Maybe he's going for a more Western European, Northern area, Scandinavian accent. It's a mix of all of them. He is all meant to be from Paraguay, place. wasn't he? He's Paraguay. Paraguay. Yeah, he's South American. Yeah. And what I really love now is... Insane. That... John Voigt is like an avid Donald Trump fan. He is out there now calling for civil wars and buildings of walls. Oh, is he? And it really, it really makes you like wonder about this performance. I really if enjoyed he, this. If he thinks that's what a South American person is like, I'd want a fucking wall too. <laughs> a wall as high as the eye can see that blocks out the sun. Covered in oh, yeah. snakes. He is... <laughs> Yeah, just a, a, t- a tiny wall you can dynamite just across a lake. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
it, it makes a lot more sense when you consider the fact that he really dislikes South American people. Oh, that's why his performance is that. Yeah, it's offensive, but I didn't know it was offensive towards South Americans at the time I was watching. I thought he was just trying something. to be trying to, you know, trigger something in you by being so weird and rapey, but no, he was just All being this time, it was ironic. Racist. He was just yeah. lambasting them. <laughs> He's the, no wonder Dranny Treo refused the, to be in this. He's on his YouTube channel now going, South Americans are awful, have you not seen Anaconda? <laughs> of course we need a war. We're <laughs> <laughs> getting that propaganda in early. Um, the, the whole scene with him, this first scene where they're saving him, is so weird, and it's not the it's not the last one that will be jarring in the way that it's mm. shot and the music that's chosen. But the camera and the uh, audio is making it very clear: this guy is the villain. You don't like this guy; he's the villain. But everything he does for the next like hour is completely reasonable. He's just a good guy, apart from the weird accent and apart the camera. The way the he's saying it, the way he acts. And the camera framing him, yeah, everything he does makes him look like a good guy. I agree with you completely. Nothing he's helping them. Yeah, he saves that guy with the tracheostomy. Tracheostomy. Tracky. Someone correct me. Having spent three seconds on Google, I think they might be interchangeable. Okay. Tracheostomy or tracheostomy. Uh, yeah, and it's not until I have a note a bit later on, but I might as well say it now. I know this guy is evil. Everything about the film is telling me that, but I don't know what his end game is. I don't know why he's evil until then you realise. There's a lot then. more on him to come, so yeah. we'll get to that. He's the best part of this movie. We can all agree on that, right? Of course he well, is. But, yeah. Dividing John Voight the person from this character and the obvious criticism yeah. of South America it is, clearly. Yeah. yeah. And now Oh, we... actually, no, I did want to say more about this. Um... He describes himself as, as I, I, quick, I said it before, he describes himself as starting off as a priest and then moving to the jungle to see the world. He says that his calling is snakes. That is the beginning, middle and end of all of the backstory that we get about his character <laughs> in this whole film. He's a ex-preach, poacher, snake catcher, kind of jungle man. He's just fascinating. He should have his own movie, yeah. and I want to know more about him. I don't know if he's a reference to something, but... Yeah, South Americans. Just Racism. all Paraguayans, <laughs> if that's the name for people from Paraguay, I don't know. Cut it out if it's not. <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm going to do research while editing this? No. I'll be looking up tracheostomies or whatever they are first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and now we get our first hint of Anaconda, as we see a jaguar get killed off it but it's all just cameras and models i still think it's the best murder scene in the film well no they're all quite good but i really enjoyed it as it disappears away and there's just an eye left on the i floor. did like the there's eye just a popped yeah. out eyeball left on the ground <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of fucked up eyes in this it's all right that'll that'll grow back inside the anaconda's belly it'll be fine <laughs> before he pops it out again <laughs> anaconda giveth Anaconda taketh away. <laughs> and then giveth back again. <laughs> so that's our little hint at Anaconda. And then we have Owen Wilson and female actress number two. We've got some chemistry going on. Mm -hmm. And they've both got their own bedrooms on the boat. 
far as we can tell. Oh, but they think. decide what they want is a bit of jungle fucking for some reason. So Crazy. they head off the boat out into the jungle. Um, because they are the sound people of this documentary they're filming. And they decide they're going to get some jungle sounds. And as they're going out, listening to all the jungle sounds, for some reason they've just put a load of fucking pan pipes over the top of, the top of it as they're, they're going, oh, it's so beautiful. Like, yeah, if, I could, if I could fucking hear it, it might be. It's so beautiful, <laughs> she says, weird... as Owen Wilson stood next to her playing the pan pipes into the recorder. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but... There's some very strange sound choices in this scene. Insane, yeah. Following on from this, we get what we think might be our first anaconda attack on humans. But for some reason, as the camera's racing towards them, they just overlay very loud pig sounds. (laughs) I almost wrote down, why does this anaconda sound like a pig? And I was like... (laughs) Oh wait, it probably is just a pig. Wait to see what happens. It was a pig. <laughs> Turns out it's a pig. Saron yeah. shoots up, shoots it. It was yeah. a pig. Yeah, he's a pig hunter too. He he <laughs> shoots the pig and drags it back onto the raft, and everyone's worried. He's like, "It's all right, guys. It was just a pig. They were fucking in the forest. Um, I killed this pig." And then he says, "We'll keep it because this is food for a week." And Ice Cube acts completely baffled at the idea. That this could dinner. be food. <laughs> he looks at him, just so confused, like, food? <laughs> Ice Cube thinks there's just pieces of bacon running around the forest. <laughs> Don't worry, my life is prayer, snakes and pigs, I know about this stuff. <laughs> yeah. I think it's this that leads into one of my favourite lines, if not my favourite line in the movie. And... Ice Cube goes up to Saron and says, I could kill you right now. And Saron says, yeah, you and whose army? And Ice Cube goes, your mama's. That's not Saron, that's the Jonathan Hyde's character. Oh shit, it's old British man. Who's like supposed to be some David Attenborough type dude. He's the presenter. Ah, damn it. Okay, my fact's wrong. But a really great line still. still. Like the character, yeah, that is a great line. Yo mama. <laughs> Your mama. It's just such a shit comeback. <sighs> but that's the peak of writing in this movie. Mm-hmm. It's the nineties. That's all they had. All they had in the nineties was Yo Mama and Furby. That's how they survived. <laughs> oh. I hated them trying to fuck in the forest, by oh. the way. Because snakes are the least of your worries. All oh, the God. bugs, the spiders, the yeah. pigs. Trying to have sex on a dirty forest floor covered in ants while mosquitoes go mad at you. Yeah, bitch, put your tits away. I'm doing my job and we're getting back on the boat. Can we we stop? There's tribes people around us playing the pan pipes. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. And then we're now starting to... (laughs) uh, We head further down the river and the boat gets stuck and the propellers are all tied up, which... I mean, before this, before this we uh, see the first sign of the Shirishama tribe, which is a large snake totem. And we're told at this point, important exposition, we're told that the Shirishama worship snakes. And remember this, because it is completely irrelevant to the plot. (laughs) (laughs) They do be loving snakes. And there are snakes in this movie. 
but that's as far that as it goes. Absolutely as far as it Never goes. Never will we draw Even lines a stretch. between those two points. <laughs> oh. Even though I'd seen this movie before, as the only one who'd seen this movie before, I was waiting for that tribe to become relevant. But they are just a hint throughout. Nothing. Absolutely. It's just the MacGuffin for this movie. And, we ne- well, we do get to see it at the very end, but there's no payoff. It's just like, ah. Well, it's the reason that they're still following Voight at the moment, because he's claiming to have insider knowledge on where they are. Yes, maybe we should clarify that. He is pretending to know where they are. He said that he's seen them, and he's leading them along this path that everyone has rejected so far that is the viable path. Even one of them says that's going to be flooded over at this time of year, but he's still leading them that way. Uh, and as Carl was saying... Yeah, that one of them being Eric Stoltz, who he knows the stories. Voight's not going to trick him, so he's got to go. Yeah, he he's in bed currently. Yeah, the expert. He's the receiver of the tracheostomy. Yeah, this propeller of the ship gets stuck. Eric Stoltz goes in to unstuck he, before, it. Before jumping in, they're, they're talking about the perils of jumping into the water and all oh, the risks. Oh, you're going to mention the thing I want to. And he says, look, if I'm going to worry about anything... It's going to be the Kande Ruakyu, which is a small fish, which catfish. swims. A what? A catfish. Small catfish, yeah. A small I catfish, yeah. which swims up the urethra of any oh. man that is swimming. Oh. And then it's got little any claws man. which stick in. Oh. Anyone, that's got to put Does the anyone fit. feel like that gets mentioned in every movie that is based in South America? It gets mentioned Boy, in schools. We talked about this in The Mummy. This is. <laughs> yeah. I wrote this down because I was wondering if this was the basis for our many fears going about our daily lives, which, as we know, are quicksand. Uh, what was the other one? Quicksand, scarab beetles, anacondas. Yes, anacondas now, yes. Yeah. Well, actually, I'm still not too worried about anacondas. I'm more worried about this urethra fish that might get in my japsai at some point. <laughs> We're all terrified as our dad's dressing as 1800s hunters and chasing us through the city. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never, never worried about my dad finding me. Clearly, that's not his priority. <laughs> he is making an, he's making an effort to go the other way. To not be found, yeah. He's happy staying in that board game, bro. <laughs> he's taking the I've dice with him. him out numerous times. <laughs> five and an eight, five and an eight. <laughs> he scratched him off. Anyway, yes. Um, so yeah, Eric, Eric Stoltz has gone into the river. He's taken his breathing apparatus and somehow a giant hornet thing has gotten inside it. It's stung the inside of his mouth and that is him asleep now for the rest of the movie. He's just going to be laid in bed. You think you'd notice? Absolutely insane that you can get in the water and be stung by a wasp inside your mouth. Yeah. I know we get a reveal for this later, but is nobody concerned about the logistics of that beforehand? As soon as that happens, I'm thinking, well, this isn't right. Like, did I mean, it? Tu- yeah, so it turns out later that John Voight's character, Siron, put the the wasp, the hornet, whatever, in there. But how? I don't know. How, yes. did he get, how do you get a wasp into a breathing mask and get someone to put it on without them going, I'm not going to put this on, there's a wasp in there? How many John Voights does it take to put a wasp in breathing apparatus? (laughs) Show your workings. It was actually, it was the real John Voight that did that. 
he actually was supposed to be the hero of the movie, but he's like, I can't be. I'm South American. And so he's... <laughs> and he wanted more pay, so he had to take one of the actors out of the race. You're going to lie down for the rest of this. Oh, also, since when is a tracheostomy... Tracky, what's the other word? Tracheotomy. Or tracheotomy, I'm going to say that. Okay. Since when is a tracheotomy a cure for poison? They say it's a poisonous wasp. He's not allergic to wasps. That's important. It's a poisonous wasp, but they solve the problem by sticking a big old hole in his throat. Oh, well, off screen, he gets put inside an anaconda. Yeah. Oh, yeah, true. (laughs) Until they can put him in the anaconda. Quickly, off screen. We have to assume from this that the only thing is that it's like swelling up his throat or something. So they have to do this tracheotomy. They get a knife, douse it with whiskey, stab him in the throat, and then put a dirty bit of plastic tubing in there. And then, and I quote, they say, he's going to be all right. No, he's absolutely not. (laughs) Do you know what that bit of plastic was? No. It was from inside a pen. So one second, he had a little ink-filled bit of pen... And then as he went to stick it in, it was a completely different bit of plastic, much bigger, and no ink in it. So yeah, you right, all... this movie sucks. <laughs> thing is, I'm quite enjoying it at this point. I don't think it's a I'm bad not. movie. It's yeah. just a lot of things happening that aren't necessarily mm. good. Now they need to get him to a hospital and... Yes. <laughs> because of the botched Stop. tracheostomy. <laughs> Because of all the ink in his okay. throat. He healed from the wasp sting within seconds, but he has now got a bad infection from this whiskey knife. <laughs> oh my god, this guy's got whiskey knife. <laughs> Get the anaconda! Not another. The hospitals are overrun with cases of whiskey, whiskey stabs. Throat whiskey stabs. The anaconda doctors are overrun. They can only swallow so many people at a time. They've only got four anacondas to award. We haven't got enough. <laughs> Dressed up in scrubs. What the fuck is We need to get him to a hospital. <laughs> and now... Sarod is saying we should go this way, which is the exact same way he wanted to go anyway. Yeah. Head in that direction, and it's all been walled off by someone. Yeah, it's quite and an old so, bridge. Yeah, and so he decides he, they should blow it up. Owen Wilson is all on board. He's straight on Voight's side. And that's what they do. They go over, plant some dynamite. Bridge goes, boom, snakes go everywhere. By the way, the fact that the... Um that the river was walled off. That's not explained either. Did he do it? No. Doesn't make any sense. So Oh, well, I think it, it was happened. done by the tribe to keep people from their waterfall because that's in that direction. Oh, but okay. it's his explanation for it because uh, Danny Trejo, uh, portraying Jennifer Lopez at this point, uh, says, if you know this route of river, why is there a wall there? And he says, oh, that must be new. Well... Clearly it's fucking not, bro. Look how old the wood is and the stone statues everywhere around it. That wasn't done in some short amount of time. Other things that Danny Trejo betraying Jennifer Lopez should have said, but she doesn't. She just says, okay, blow it up. Yeah, so they blow it up. They go through and they find Danny Trejo's old boat. 
he pretends to not recognise it. Uh, no, Danny Cerrone? No. No, no. Danny Trejo was in a picture on the boat. Oh, oh that was his sorry. Yeah. Other Danny but, Trejo. Yeah, but oh, no, this, in my head now, that in my canon now, they're the same Danny Trejo. Okay. okay. But Danny Trejo... <laughs> was bitten by the anaconda, came back to life as Jennifer Lopez. I just want to... I also want to... So the, the way that they, they go and check this boat out, so... Danny, uh, is it? No, it's not Danny, is it? Um, three of the guys <laughs> it's, head towards it's the Ice boat. Cube, Mateo, and Saron. Ice Cube, they Mateo, and Saron all head over to the boat. When they were yeah. wading their way towards the boat, was anyone else only thinking about the little dickfish? Because that's all that was yeah. in my head as he was standing there uh, filming the boat. Yeah, basically I, I just only the think about big dickfish, thank you. <sighs> Okay, I need to say something about this, and this is shit. It's not going to be funny to anyone else, but it really tickled me that the last one to stay in the water was a dude named Ice Cube. (laughs) I paused the movie and just watched him sit there like a little floating ice boy. Yes, I do like this. That is funny. I also, something I thought was quite funny was thinking... uh, so they, the reason that he's with them is because he wants to get some footage of them scavenging the boat. And at this point, I'm really wondering what their documentary is going to turn out like. Because so far, he's got a guy talking for a minute in front of a statue, then random footage of blowing up a wall covered in snakes, yep. and then scavenging a boat. Well... It's only them climbing onto the boat. He puts the camera away as soon as he gets on the boat. So it's just two dudes climbing onto a boat. This documentary is going to be some fucked up Blair Witch stuff. I don't even know how it's going to turn out. They also didn't record audio for that explosion. So it's just going to be pan pipes and jungle music throughout. (laughs) They get on the boat and Saron finds a newspaper clipping of him, Mateo and Danny Trejo where they caught what looks like a pretty average-sized snake, but it somehow made the news. And he also goes into a bottom compartment and gets all his stuff from, I guess, a previous anaconda hunt. Him and Ice Cube bob along the water back to the boat, and Mateo gets left behind, and we get our first anaconda-on-human attack. Which is really cool. World's first CGI snake. You see, I have no idea if well. that's true. I just always say that now. No idea. <laughs> I really liked the um I don't know who the guy I don't know what the actor's name is, but his acting as himself getting got by the anaconda where he's like whipping his head round and pretending oh, yeah. to be constricted. I thought that was sick. Yeah, it was. Oh, when really he pretends good. it breaks his neck, yeah, that is yeah. commitment. I don't think this scene did the anaconda justice because I remember thinking it this just looks like a normal sized anaconda. I'm not that impressed. Are we just watching a movie? about a normal anaconda hunting other people. Later on, we see that it's a much larger anaconda than I was thinking it was. But I don't know where I'm going with this. That's the end of my sentence. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It's just, got, it's just got off a shift at the hospital. It's tired. Yeah. <laughs> it's Leave much it smaller than it usually is. Yeah. <laughs> it's drained, if anything. It's been putting in a lot of work. It spent all day vomiting up snakes. Not snakes, people. <laughs> So Mateo gets killed, and our crew are just mortified by this. Or not at all. They're over it very quickly. Ice Cube mm. bobs back along the water, goes as a look, comes back. And there's a point just after this where 
Owen Wilson is looking out into the water after this has happened, and female actress number two comes over and says, do you reckon he's still alive? And he just goes, nah, let's go to bed. (laughs) 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 The coldest motherfuckers. (laughs) He also, one of them, I can't remember who, one of them suggests... uh, pointing the lights out. I think it's Danny Trejo says that they should point the lights out to see if they can see him. And we cut to them taking all of the floodlights that they've got on the boat and aiming them out. And they are like pinpricks of light covering individual <laughs> leaves. It is pathetic, the amount of light that they get cut. Clearly, it's someone in the crew with a torch flicking it yeah. around. I just That tickled me when I was watching it. And I mean... There's some odd lines throughout this that I'm convinced weren't supposed to be said. When uh, our documentary host, Alan's dad, is getting a bit irate following Mateo's death, J-Lo tells him just to just go, uh, like, calm down in his room. And his, uh, did you hear his reply? Oh. Like a bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a load of, like, it's... I think it's it's clear that they dubbed in a load of extra lines after recording because there's a ton of stuff like that. Mostly it's Ice yeah. Cube who throws in the occasional <laughs> damn just damn. for no reason. It'll just pop up through the film. A scene will end I didn't notice and that. he'll just yeah. go damn. He'll be wading through the water as the camera watches him and you'll hear it damn. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, bobbing in the water as Ice Cubes do. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, now we... We get a half mutiny following this. Owen Wilson is just instantly on Saron's side. Mm-hmm. Full Stanford yes. prison experiment. He gets handed a gun and he's in charge now. And everyone must do as they say. This is now an anaconda hunting documentary. Which probably makes for an even in- more interesting video, Sam. As the, I guess, gonna finish this movie as it just goes searching wow. for tribes people, hunting an anaconda, finding tribes, tribes people. Climbing onto a boat, and then in the next scene, presumably, they plan to switch to anaconda hunting. Although, as soon as they make this decision, he starts trapping and baiting the anaconda. And no one gives a shit. No one's got the camera. Like, Owen Wilson's (laughs) entire premise for why he's done this mutiny is, let's record it and get some footage. And then he just stands there, not holding the camera. (laughs) <laughs> well, I think he was somewhat convinced by the million dollars that Sarone said that the snake might be worth. Sure. But also, that's not elaborated on at all. Sarone just yeah. says that, and then Owen Wilson gives him like a kind of knowing look. Even if he had survived, which he obviously fucking doesn't, because he's a dimwit, he was never going to share that money, dude. He's more than happy. To- His mate just got gobbled up by the snake. He's fine with leaving him. That's assuming leave he doesn't too. say that he's got a buyer for it. It's just like, this. I reckon this is probably worth a million. Yeah. But to who? What, the fucking Bristol Zoo? <laughs> also, I don't know if you caught this, but instead of like there being a scene where Sarone explains to Owen Wilson that, you know, how to catch a snake and what snakes are like and how they can work together to get it, Sarone gives him his personal little book that he can flick through. But that book is literally just drawing Sarone has done of different snakes murdering different people. Is that everything you need to know about anacondas? You just what, need what can't you learn from fanfic. a book of 
yeah, drawings about anacondas killing people. You can learn how they can kill people, how big they are in the imagination of one man, <laughs> uh, how to draw human hands real good. They were sick in those drawings. All the basics of anacondas. It's sick. Yeah. I'm ready to go. <laughs> it's just they're just drawings you've done of anacondas killing people. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on board, mate, yeah. It was that as a previous documentary crew that I knew. I drew his moustache sick, though. <laughs> He's getting eaten by this snake. He had diabetes beforehand. Completely fine now. <laughs> well, he's dead now, obviously, but between having diabetes and being dead, he was fine. Once he spat him back out, he was great. And then he got eaten. <laughs> Just bad luck. <laughs> Just bad luck. <laughs> oh, <Lord>. So, yeah. <sighs> Owen Wilson, he's not on Saron's side for very long. No. They hook the anaconda. The anaconda gets loose. It's pissed now. And I do like the fact that, throwing in a little bit of trivia, this snake going nuts on the boat is partly because in the water or the rain, the anaconda animatronic they had on the movie started freaking out, going a bit mental. And they just kept footage in there. Wow. Oh, that's awesome. They made an Little animatronic anaconda that couldn't handle water. For a movie that takes place exclusively on water. <laughs> and and Owen Wilson dies. He gets he gets got. He gets dragged he into up. the water. Thank God he got all of that audio recorded beforehand. <laughs> all those pancakes. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Said, and we get a fantastic bit of CGI as the snake goes past the camera underwater and we just see his dead, lifeless body imprinted on the side of its belly. Oh, like Han Solo in Carbonite. So awesome. I've got probably my favourite fact of this entire movie now, boys. Because I was annoyed by the pig noises earlier on, but this snake makes some fucking strange noises. These are not snake-like noises. These are... Not at all. Not a single hiss in this movie. Screams. Like, almost pig-like. (laughs) <laughs> if we're honest, I mean it was pretty close. Yeah. But I just happened to knock my mouse the first time the anaconda was on, and it has an actor credit. I saw this on IMDb. There, that is there. There is a man doing the voice of that anaconda or the noise of that anaconda, and it's credited to a Frank Welker. And I was like, oh, that's weird. And then I dug a little deeper, and he's the original voice of Fred from Scooby Doo. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> that is cast is even that more is, star-studded than I thought. That is a career. even more mishmashed. That's yeah. crazy. Wow! Imagine your career Fred. going that way. You go That's from Fred career, in the yeah. original Scooby-Doo to just screaming into a microphone, screechy anaconda. <laughs> but how much better would this movie have been if just at the end of it they get the anaconda by the head, take it off? And it's just John Voight, and he, he was the anaconda oh. all along. <laughs> and he would have gotten away with it, too. For, well, for you, Excellent. Excellent. Fantastic. It's always the snake hunter. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff, mate. Okay, uh, that was my favourite rabbit hole that I've yeah, been that's, that's that's fantastic. So yeah, now we get our reverse mutiny. Sarone I mean, is all alone on the boat. Quick random point about that previous scene that I wanted to throw in Go for it. Oh, is yeah. that the way that they fight off the anaconda is that um, John Voight, the 
snake-catching snake expert who knows all about snakes, grabs a tranquilizer dart, fires it directly into the anaconda's mouth, and nothing happens. Perfect hit, bang on target, and it's fine. Literally nothing happens. Why even it's bother? It's a big anaconda, bro. Well, we know that the first bite heals it. If the snake had thrown up the tranquilizer dart and eaten it again, bad news. <laughs> well, That's maybe it ingested itself and then threw up itself and then it was healed and fine. It's even yes, more I disgusting, isn't it? Yeah, that is. I imagine the foreskin rolling back. Oh my so, yeah, god. We're now getting <laughs> We're now getting our reverse mutiny as Danny Trejo goes into the pilot's cabin where <laughs> John Voigt is. And Danny Trejo goes into the pilot's cabin. He's seducing John Voigt in order to distract him. There's a quick kiss. At which point Ice Cube sneaks in and doesn't get a sh- doesn't manage to attack John Voigt, but then Alan's dad hits him through a window with a golf club and We've says got the line written down. The best line in the movie. Evan. I don't have this written down. Why oh, come to me? Arsehole in one. Arsehole in one. I did mentally take note of that. Excellent line. So good. That and now they have the boat back and Sarone is tied up. Yes. Oh, I love everything that happens from here on out. Oh, take it away. Um, also, well, before then, they capture Sarone. Finally, his evil plan is over. They can get away from the Arconda and go home. But instead of doing that, they continue on the same course he's had them on the entire time. Yeah. Towards the destination he wants to go to. I guess they still believe that there actually is a hospital there. <laughs> Not that they need one, because by the way, that scientist guy is totally fine. He's improving day by day. He's just asleep. Yeah, we just cut to him every now and again, in bed, chilling, missing the entire film. Mm-hmm. And that inkwell in his neck is just scabbed over completely. It's fine. <laughs> doesn't need the mouth anymore. He can just straw all his food right into his throat. Oh, oh that's not how that works. To be fair, he'd be a lot like a snake. He'd need to chew it, regurgitate, and then drink it all up. With his throat, obviously. <laughs> nice. Good <laughs> Christ. So we've got, we've got the boat back. We're heading down the same way. And we get to the waterfall that is part of the Sharishama myth that was mentioned by Sharish. Yeah, that. The ghost of Sushima tribe. Shirishama. Oh, that's on its way behind, son. Female actress, too, picks up a knife she's found on Mm. board, probably the whiskey knife, so it's sterilized, good for stabbing with, and attempts to kill John Voight. I really like the symbolism here of John Voight constricting her with his legs and strangling her. The jump up he did, by the way, was (laughs) insane. The way he propelled himself (laughs) from the floor to the air around her neck... That's real for one. Don't tell me there are wires involved or anything. That's the sheer power of a racist's legs. They're ready to move, baby. And he was on her throat like she was threatening the Grand Republic of Freedom. She's dead. I really enjoyed that. Super sick. And then he just drops her in the water. Everyone hears it, but then they're like, oh, that was must have been the wind. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing happened. She sinks immediately like a stone... And just waits to <laughs> waits to reemerge at a convenient moment. Yeah. 
Yeah. So while this is all going on, the boat is stuck, and they're all, uh, Ice Cube, Danny Trejo, Alan's dad, they're all working to free the boat from yeah. being grounded. Anaconda shows up again, and now we lose Alan's dad. He is dead. Hmm. Pretty cool. He tries to jump from the waterfall, but the anaconda grabs him from from tree and snaps from his mid-air. neck in the air. All the kills by the anaconda are very cool. They're I think so the good. problem of this movie is is that an anaconda is inherently unexciting as a killer. It's not like we really see anything each time. The snaps are cool. Don't get me wrong, but there's no like mutilation. It's just it's wrapped around the body. The guy's neck is snapped. Maybe he yeah. swallows it. Sometimes he doesn't. That's kind of it. it. The same similar problem with Lake Placid, where the alligator or crocodile crocodile just swallows them whole every time. There's only so hard I can get from that, you know? <laughs> if we'd seen more deaths like like spoiler alert, John Voigt's later on, where we start to hear the bones crack and see them crack around yes. his like face and like if yeah. that, we saw that like every it. time, that would make for a far better I don't want to call it the villain, but the creature, the the scary creature, yeah. What we needed was, you know, in... I think we've all seen Stranger Things, the latest series, where they're raised up in the air and their bones start cracking and they kind of get contorted and cracked and broken and blood streams down from their exploding... It's like, it's visceral. That, but with a snake wrapped around them, would have been (laughs) ace. (laughs) Yes. Or even, like, the snake grabbing its leg and, you know, just tossing it about a bit and having it hit different things in it. You know, like a Mortal Kombat fatality. Mm, something that's akin to that. Just something a bit more than na- neck snap each time. But, but, hey, we got what we got. Sorry, Carl, please do continue my love. Al- Al- Alan's dad is dead. Baby Bird is dead. <laughs> yeah. And we have John Voight is now loose and... Ice Cube has been captured. <laughs> it's from, that's probably going to be an article at some point in the future isn't it, in America. John Voight is loose. You heard it here first. <laughs> but, um, and as they're climbing back on the boat, Danny Trejo gets up. Ice Cube gets wrapped around by the Anaconda, who this time takes enough time that Danny Trejo can get a gun and shoot the Anaconda in the head. Like three times. Three times. Anaconda one is dead. John Voight is pissed, and he says, "You killed my white snake," because that is a normal thing to say in that situation. And well, he'd hate if it was a black snake, wouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> oh God forbid, a South American snake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all, all those anacondas are uh, not South American. <laughs> I assume that's a Moby Dick reference. Yeah. yeah, but it's a weird one to make in the moment. It's yeah. insane to, to, to make, in even in the context of this movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, and so he's mad at Danny Trejo. He wants to hurt Danny Trejo. Don't but then dare call me Ishmael. <laughs> but then Ice Cube stabs him in the back with a tranquilizer. He... <laughs> I he fucking say, love this scene. As, as he gets stabbed in the back, he says the obvious thing, which is, The dart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as, he, as he falls back into the water but as we know tranquilizers are only effective while they're inside you so Ice Cube goes oh no the tranquilizer came out of his back okay. and that is John Sarong, John Paul Sarong gone 
for now. Clearly, because when I when I first saw it and Professor Guy jumped up and stabbed something in his back, the way that they'd record, the way that they'd filmed it, you couldn't tell what was being stabbed in his back. And I loved that no. their fix for this was to dub over a load of audio where first uh, first voice says the dart, and then as he's falling in, uh, Danny Danny J Lo says. The tranquilizer's working to remind us that it's... Oh, it's a tranquilizer, by the way. And then as he falls in the water, Ice Cube dubs over. Damn, the duck came out of his back. And we see it float. Like, guys, just so you know, it was a tranquilizer. (laughs) As we know, these tranquilizers do fuck all, though, to snakes and people. So he'll be back. I'm thinking they're just darts at this point. And so we have a fantastic scene as the boat is now apparently loose. And so it it leaves the area and not enough time to film a boat arriving and leaving. So what you do is you just play the arrival in reverse. And then what could possibly go wrong with that? The waterfall starts going up. What could possibly go wrong with just playing the shot in reverse? I mean, it's not like there's a waterfall in the background or anything. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't that. even notice this. Fucking terrible. I think I was probably checking the time yeah. at this point. I, th- I think whoever was making this film was as good at making films as they are at making documentaries. Should we film this bit now? Nah. Yeah, now the head off. We're, st- we're on the hunt for fuel. We find They find a factory. They head in. I want to ask about this. Before we go in. Are they on the hunt for fuel? Because they keep saying, they stopped at the boat before and they were like, hey, maybe they'll have fuel. They stop at this place, they're like, hey, maybe there's some fuel in there. Are you short on fuel? Because you don't seem to be. Well, They never complain about not having enough fuel, but they keep stopping places to get fuel. (laughs) They're both stressed about fuel while saying the fuel should do, whilst probably wasting fuel looking for fuel. Yeah. And then they find... Boats that have no fuel, but then find a factory that might have fuel. Or why didn't a, you leave something. with enough fuel? It got knocked off the boat earlier. That's when By they the explode, when they blew up the fence. Yeah, Shut that, up. That's a very important plot. Stop! Stop fixing the plot. Yeah, they holes. head into the factory. <laughs> <laughs> they head into the factory. They find fuel, and in just an absolute miracle, John Voight has overcome being tranked kept up with their boat as it's gone down river and he's been going so fucking slowly he's collected three litres of monkey blood along the way yeah (laughs) and he knocks them out and ties them up and he throws monkey blood on them to attract another anaconda hey man it's it's like the classic saying goes my anaconda don't want none unless you got monkey blood all over you son son I knew Cut that, that would be referenced in this episode. <laughs> no, no, that is staying. Um, is it a different anaconda? Is it not just it's the a different, same anaconda? It's a different, bigger... Well, the last one got shot in the head three times. The last one got shot in the head three times. Yeah, and but this that's always black. the same with these bloody movies. Was the other one not black? The other one was green and yellow. This one's black and red. A lot of this movie was green and yellow, so I was confused. Okay. All right, so... Another he, anaconda. Oh, this yeah. movie could have ended earlier than it did. Two anacondas. Oh yeah, Jesus. I, 
I get the feeling they got to an hour and five minutes and were like, ah, oh, shit, we haven't really made a full movie here. We should probably... <laughs> Quick, just, just play jungle back. noises. <laughs> get the pan pipes out. Put the movie in reverse. <laughs> <laughs> this is their yeah. escape. <laughs> we, he, he attracts another anaconda and his plan is to, as it goes for the Danny Trejo and Ice Cube, he's going to capture it in a net and it will eat them. But it just starts thrashing, it gets loose and it goes for John Voight, who has done nothing to protect himself. And he gets bitten, he gets eaten. Great then, camera shot as he gets eaten. Oh, just straight up inside the anaconda. That made me feel a bit yeah. disturbed even now. Yeah. So the camera's inside the anaconda's throat as we come down onto John Voight. It's very good. A bit too pink and fleshy for me. It made me quite uncomfortable. It made me think of The Boys Season 3. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Yeah. But then the anaconda knows it's got more people to hunt, and this is where we learn that what it really means to regurgitate its prey to kill again. <laughs> Turns out it's not to kill the same person again. It's because there's someone else to kill. Oh, Who knew? They so, confused that because John Voigt was still alive when this, he was regurgitated. Because okay. he yeah. spits him out, he lands on the floor, he is drenched in KY jelly. Bones all broken up, and he completely healed. He gets off one last wink at Danny Trejo as he falls to the floor. He fucking winks. He's still alive. He He's fine. This okay. This has been. He's I've not been flipping fine. out about this for basically since I finished the movie. I was like, he winked. He's okay. He's clearly. He's still alive. He's gone through all the worst of it. He's been. Cracked and broken and eaten and stuff. He was still well, alive. Yeah, he is just he a, a packet of bones at this point. I've got to assure no, you. No, absolutely not. He's been healed, as we've discussed. He's been healed and he's back to full health. He winks. I can only assume, I choose to assume that while Danny Trejo and Ice Cube spend the, le- the rest of the scene fannying around, setting up bombs and stuff, that Sauron has his, an entirely new plan that he's enacting, still trying to capture this snake. And it ends just when he gets blown up. Just completely dead plot line. That's what I choose to believe is happening. He starts building a wall, trying to get Trump elected. (laughs) Building another wall for the next group. (laughs) (laughs) The fucking wink, man. He's he's not dead, but he is now irrelevant to the plot. J-Lo is escaping up a chimney. Um, Sorry, Danny Trejo is escaping up a chimney. Thank you. Which is grated at the top with a little door. Oh, I love this. I, Ice Cube is, set, is is pouring out fuel because we need to blow up the building and kill this anaconda. He pins the anaconda in place with a pickaxe. And then J-Lo is pushing on that door, saying she can't get out. Things are going to explode. And we assume it's locked. But it's not. What, what are the, the advice is, have you tried pushing on the side of the door? No, no. It's even worse than that. They're, we're all supposed to assume that it's locked. And Ice Cube says, try pushing on the hinges as if you could pop it out from there. She instead goes to the other end, pushes it as you would normally open a gate or anything that has hinges on and gets out. They were both wrong. Don't push on the hinges. Always start at the side without the hinges on. She was already going for the hinges. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Danny Trejo tries he. to open every door. Hinge side first. first. 
he takes in 10 minutes to get through every door because he's trying to claw away at the hinges. <laughs> so, Trejo gets out, building blows up, Snake sets on fire, starts fucking screaming again. Doesn't stop him. I would have got away up. with it too if it weren't for you meddling kids. Lands in the water. Setting this snake on fire is like in a zombie. It's like in Left 4 Dead when you get them on fire, where it just it just boosts their attack. Oh yeah, this thing is not the snake dead. is just plus no. five attack now. It it's comes coming back. for you now. It's just on fire as well. Yeah, yeah. It comes back. It bursts through the pier thing that they're on, and Ice Cube slots it in the head, calls it a bitch, <laughs> and then they decide: Should we go check back in that building for fuel? Oh my god, the fuel. <laughs> Maybe there's a hospital in there. You just what, you mean all that stuff you just up. blew up? <laughs> you just blew up the building. What are you on about fuel? I guess they find fuel because then they head back down the river and we see the Shirashama tribe, which they film. Yes. They get the they get the document. Oh, they get the camera out. The They're going to film this. Sure so I, I would love to see them walking in to the publisher's office. With this fucking documentary, which is five scenes, five scenes. At the start, it's got noise. At the start, it's got noise in a presenter, and then it's hunting an anaconda, and then the end scene where they've got to go. Oh, yeah, we have no presenter or noise for that bit because they were all, they were all eaten by anacondas. So it's it's just a silent shot of people in boats. Yeah, the end. This is the most. Unbelievable part of the movie of this. Because when when do you hear about people trying to contact an uncontacted tribe that immediately doesn't result in that tribe trying to murder the people? I see it all the time on, I apologise for this, Facebook, where people try to contact that uncontacted tribe in the Amazon and they just start firing (laughs) arrows at them. Oh, bloody hell. Build a wall around them! I mean, look, I don't think that all uncontacted tribes are necessarily going to be uh, vicious and... But... Oh, I don't think they're evil, Sam. That's not what I was saying. But they'd be confused. That's No, that's not what I was saying. The point is, I'm not saying that they're all going to be aggressive, but one which is known to worship giant snakes... <laughs> that you've just probably killed. Probably stay away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when you've just killed their giant snakes. Yeah. They two of their giant snakes. snakes. Two you've of just their killed giant two snakes. of them. And with the skeleton crew that you've got left, because the rest are literally skeletons, you're going to go into the tribe <laughs> with a hole in your throat no, well, from where a madman stabbed you with a whiskey knife. The rest are the opposite of skeletons, mate. They are bags of skin filled with dust. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with shards oh, of Oh, they bone. are dust, aren't they? Sorry, yeah. They're like a frub with broken glass in. Yeah, I think they saw those at Lidl. <laughs> and Saron's still out there. He is. He is Winking as one remaining moving eye. Moving around like a sludge. <laughs> no bones in the eyelid. Oh, Sam, do you have any trivia for us? I just, fuck off, I don't do trivia. Oh, no, not trivia. Sorry, bad reviews. We've we had can a bit dive of straight into bad reviews if you like. Um, yeah, I think we're there. Yes, I do have... Before, before we start choice. there, if, do any of them mention J-Lo? Uh, yes. Can we swap out that for Danny Trejo now before we start? Okay, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quickly, yes. I'm going to swap you, them all out for Trejo. Search and replace. Okay. Good stuff. 
So this first one comes through from name name, <laughs> who gives it who gives it one star. If I could rate this garbage zero stars, I would. I've never seen a movie worse than this. I almost vomited. <laughs> Jesus Christ, the director has no sense of plot or character writing. He's a disgrace to film and should quit his profession immediately. May God bless my soul for not <laughs> killing myself while watching this. <laughs> oh, fidges. I can't say I felt that strongly, but yeah, very good. I think the f- both both of these first two reviews that I picked are on a very similar note, in that I thought they were really funny because of how angry they were. Because the second <laughs> one comes through from Bill C, who also gave it one star, and said, Like Jaws Revenge, this movie blows. I hate it, and I hate Trejo just as much, if not even more. Stupid shitheads need to stop making dumb fucking movies. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the anger that both of them had. Yeah, that's great stuff. So people, I mean, I suppose people are passionate Trejo fans because they, wow, some people really hate. Overall, this didn't get a good reception. It was pretty fucking lukewarm. um, And yet, like five. The last one is not. Yeah, crazy how. I mean, I'm not going to say successful. They were straight to DVD. And the second one came out to cinemas. Anaconda Two: Hunt for the Blood Orchid. Whatever the fuck that means. Also, it's not even about a blood orchid. It's about the hunt for the fountain That's presumably of about an anaconda. You'd think so, mate. This was about John Voight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Last one. And this one, I just... Uh, well, I'll just I'll just say it. This one didn't have a, a score, but it's, it's by Brenda H, who says, I collect all of Trejo's movies. J-Lo Trejo. <laughs> I collect all of Trejo's movies. And this one was okay. The anaconda looked a little too fake. But I just picked this because I found it so fascinating that someone would collect all of J-Lo's movies. Is that like three movies? Oh, well, I scrolled, I looked up the rest of Brenda's reviews and there were a few good ones. There were a few choice ones in there. My favourite one that stood out to me is that she gave uh, Bad Boys 2 two stars, stating the first one was better. Way too much bickering in this one. I just I don't like the bickering in Bad Boys. Get on with it. There's a lot of bickering. Oh, anyway, in it. there you go. Oh, thank you for that, sir. Well, I suppose we're at the all-important question, and I hope you've got a good answer for this, Carl, because it's got to be one. <laughs> Carl, so you think that was good? Do you? I definitely consider it a movie I watched as a child. I mean, <laughs> I mean, th- this is. Yeah, I'm sorry, boys. I mean, it's it's all over again, isn't it? I'm very sorry. But I have to admit that there's something about it that's quite... Well, I mean, it's John Voight, if we're honest. He turns this from yeah, yeah. just a very awful B-movie into something a bit different. Because he is, he is all in. He is all in in that character. And, yeah, I was, I was on board for that. Not a big fan of him. Big fan of the character. And... Yeah, I look forward to doing the next few movies over the coming weeks. Yeah. <laughs> next week. I, I agree with you, totally. I don't think this was a good movie, but I also don't think it was a bad movie. This was just a movie that happened in front of me as I watched. But that is only because John Voight put such an effort in. I wish I hadn't learned that he's such a 
controversial person before we recorded this. Maybe if I'd kept some innocence about him, I'd feel more positive about it at this point. But his commitment to whatever character that was supposed to be of whatever nationality he was, was excellent. (laughs) Uh, I would, I think, watch this again outside the context of the pod. It's hard trying to know if you enjoyed a movie when you're watching it for this and trying to write a commentary for it because you have such a different view on it. I feel like if this was a random Sunday and I was just looking for something to fill the time and not think about anything and I checked this on, I think I'd have been happy with the result. It's just a movie about a bunch of fucking dumb cunts on a boat getting eaten by an anaconda. And usually I love that shit. But unfortunately, looking at it through an eye of what's funny, what isn't, kind of muddies the water a little bit. But I'd say I didn't hate this. I almost, almost (laughs) enjoyed it. Sam. If I had put this on on a random weekend just to watch it, it would have been turned off within 20 minutes. Uh, I think I think if I'd watched this as a kid, I think maybe it would have had some impact. Maybe I would have an irrational fear of anacondas along with scarab beetles and quicksand, as I do. Th- th- there were there were some things about it that I did enjoy. Like some of the CGI murders were really good, just really like fun, gruesome bullshit going on. That's entertaining. That's good. The cast overall, pretty good. Like. The cast in isolation and the acting in isolation, I think, is quite good. The only issue is the plot, which is a fucking sack of shit. (laughs) It just does not carry its its way at all. And I swear that there was like an extra minimum half an hour at the end of this film that was cut because there were so many unanswered questions. Like, why are you all suddenly fine with everyone being dead? Why... uh, you still need to go to the hospital. Saron's still alive. The wink. The fucking wink. <laughs> uh, Why is the movie called Anaconda when there were two exactly. anacondas? All great questions. Why did they cast Danny Trejo as a female lead? We'll never know. <laughs> so, in summary, I'm going to say I was fairly neutral towards watching this, but if I hadn't been, mm-hmm. as you said, watching it for the purpose of this... I would not have finished it. No chance. That's a bad... That is, that is. It would have been a tough watch, I reckon. I think you're right about the cast, though. When I started watching this and I realised who was in this goddamn movie, Danny Trejo, brackets, Jennifer Lopez, Ice Cube, Owen Wilson. I love Jonathan Hyde, but mixed with this other cast, crazy. I didn't know John Voight was in it until he turned up. I'd say this was just like people going for a payday and then some people trying to get famous. But actually... Everyone was really good in their roles. You're, you're right, Sam. They, It wasn't cringy at all. None of them I didn't believe as actors. Unfortunately, I didn't believe this was a film. Except maybe that accent. Oh, that accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I believe he was acting. I just don't know if he knew what he was acting as. <laughs> he was going for something. It was just nothing yeah. of the And when spirit. we're talking about the accent, we are, of course, talking about the Anaconda's accent, which came out a little bit pig-like. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think that about wraps it up, doesn't it, boys? That's all I got. Excellent. (laughs) That's a terrible joke I just read and refused (laughs) to say. (laughs) Thank you all for listening. Thank you, boys, for joining me. If you want to stay up to date with our episodes, hit subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on or follow us over on at So You Think Pod 
on Twitter. Join us again next week when we'll be watching Mortal Kombat 1995. Until then, try and bag a massive anaconda and I'll pay you one million dollars. Probably. <laughs> Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.